0: Hi, Family Church Waterside, and welcome to another edition of Sunday Night Local. Um, it's great to have you here um, with us, and I'm just looking forward to um, bringing another message from the Word of God uh, for you tonight. Um, don't forget to say hi in the chat, um, and uh, Wendy will be moderating that and putting scriptures up and stuff, so yeah, that'll be great. So don't forget to connect in that way as well. Um, it's awesome to have this opportunity uh, just to do this with you. you. Um, just while people are still um, joining and connecting, just to add, want to mention about some, just a couple of updates. Um, had a first, just about, about physical gatherings, I want to give you a couple of updates. Um, had our first Momentum Youth um, last Friday. Um, really good turnout. The youth loved it. The team, uh, youth team did a great job. Um, and that's going to be happening every Friday, so that's really exciting. Um, And then this time, uh, next week, um, this is going to be a physical gathering. So Sunday Night Local is going to be a physical gathering. Um, We're going to be meeting at High the Dibden Parish Hall. Um, Doors open uh, about 7.20 for a half seven start. Um, We'll start with some praise and worship um, and prayer. Um, And then we'll be doing the message at eight, just like like, uh, normal. And that'll be streamed um, in a normal way um, here on YouTube. So yeah, that'd be great um, if you're able to get along to that. Um, I sent out a link on Friday and by text and email. Um, so have a look at your text and emails if you haven't already. Um, and then you just need to click on the link or you can do that just through the app in a normal way. Um, but it'd be great if you are able to be there, but you do have to pre-register. If you're gonna come, you do need to pre-register. You can't just turn up on the night because of track and trace. And we need to know numbers in advance and all that kind of usual, all stuff that's usual at the moment anyway, uh, all that kind of usual stuff at the moment. Um, we need to know that in advance okay so you do need to sign up um, if you're going to come but that'd be great um, you know to be able to just physically gather around the word and have some praise and worship and prayer as well together and um, we've also got a physical prayer meeting a powerhouse prayer meeting coming up um, that's on monday the 2nd of november at 8 o'clock again that's at the parish hall um, there isn't a sign up link for that yet but there will be very very soon um, so yeah, get yourself along to that as well it'd be great just to just to seek god and, and seek god's face and, and pray together so awesome. So let's continue with the word of God. Um, I've done a few announcements. Um, let's just pray before we get into it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for all that your word is to us. Lord, we thank you, Lord. It is, it is truth, Lord. It is life to us, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord, that the truth and life of your word. Lord, we just come across so clearly this morning. I pray you at this this evening, even, and Lord, I pray you to speak into Lord every heart. Oh God, would we'll just be so open, Lord, to what you want to say? Oh God, just just Lord, grow in us, Lord. Just this, Lord, grow what you want to grow in us tonight. Oh God, do what you want to do, Lord, in our lives. Change what needs to change, or get rid of what needs to be got rid of, Lord. Just to amend what needs to be amended, Lord. We want to be more and more like you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So as you hopefully know by now, if you've been with us every week or watching our catch up. Then we'll be looking at the fruit of the Spirit over the last few weeks. Um, so we're going to continue to um, look at another aspect of that. Um, we looked started from the starting point. Started from the starting point, it's a good place to start. The starting point, um but we started with the fact that the that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. That we're, we're in us, we're spiritual people. We're not we're not normal people because um, we're spiritual people because the Holy Spirit literally resides in us, and and he resides in us for a purpose. And the purpose of that is to make us more and more Christ-like, and, and to empower us and equip us, and all the the Holy Spirit does. But one a big aspect of that is to make us more and more um, like Jesus, and now, in the fruit of the Spirit, which is written in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it basically is a description of Jesus, isn't it? The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. That's, you know, that is you Jesus summarised, isn't it? He was just full of love, full of goodness, full of faithfulness, full of self-control, all those things um, embodied who Jesus was. And that's that's God's intention is to make us more and more Um, Like him for us to grow in every single different aspect. Remember these are different aspects as well They're not different fruit. They're not nine different fruits to kind of pick and choose I like one here But I don't like one over there. These are nine fruit uh, aspects of one fruit like nine segments like an orange um, to use an example Um, God wants to grow all of those all of these nine um, in us praise God so We've been looking at, we looked at love and joy and peace, last week we looked at patience and supernatural patience and what that looks like. Um, the Greek word we looked at, it, I'd encourage you to catch up if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, and the Greek word used for patience is literally long-temperedness, long-temperedness, uh, macrothumia um, in English, which macro means long and, and thumia means tempered, so it literally means long-temperedness, so basically it's slow to become angry. Um, not becoming angry, and we looked at God's long temperedness with us. That He slow to come angry. He's gracious and He's compassionate. We looked at the story of Jonah and 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 all that Jonah went through, and 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 he was you know caused himself a lot of problems by being disobedient. And he actually got very he have you know, a very ironic situation where Jonah got very angry because God wasn't angry um, with people and and showed grace to them. Um, and and God asked that big question to Jonah: Is it right for you to be angry? So we looked at that last week and packed it, packing that. Up. You know, in the situations we find ourselves in, probably haven't been swallowed by a fish. Um, not today, anyway. Um, but is it right for us to be angry? Well, no, it isn't right for us to be angry. And we look at different different things and different things that can happen in our lives, different circumstances. You know, is anger the right response? Well, no, it's not. It's not the godly response. So we looked at that last week and so how God wants to grow that in us. So the next one in the list, so we're just kind of going in, in the order that, that, that Paul listed in there. So the next one is kindness. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So, so let's kind of unpack that and see what what the Bible has to say about it. Great stuff. So, what is kindness? What is what does it mean? Well, the, again, as is so often true in the Bible, it's worth um, it's worth looking at the kind of the Greek words um, and just to see what the kind of the underlying underlying meaning is. And um, the Greek word used there is kreistotes, which I'm reliably informed is a way right way of saying it. Christotes. and what it literally means is to show kindness or befriend or be friendly to others. And in a, in a biblical sense, often depicted rulers or governors or people who were just kind, you know, and just just friendly and you know helpful and helpful and compassionate, basically to their subjects. So it was often used about kings. You know, when you kind of had a, a king that was good and a, a king that was compassionate to to the people that, that they led, then Christotes would be the word. That was used and could be used for other kind of, you know governors and just leaders generally leaders generally so so that's that's the aspect of what paul's what paul's saying here to be show kindness or be friendly um to others so as with all the aspects of the fruit of the spirit that we've looked at a good starting place is to look at how how that aspect of the fruit how it depicts god's heart towards towards us because remember us god wanting to grow us in the fruit of the spirit, is all to make us more and more like christ like he already is the God, and God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit already all, are, all all these things already. But God wants us to make us more and more um, like him. So a good starting place is how it depicts God's heart. So let's look at God's kindness towards us. There's loads of different scriptures um, I could have chosen, but here's, here's, just, here's just a few. Titus 3, verse 4 to 7. don't always use I often use the book of Titus. It's a great book. But when the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generally through Jesus Christ, our Saviour, so that we have been justified by his grace. We might become heirs and having, having the hope of eternal life. What a great scripture. When the kindness of our love and love of our God and Saviour appeared, he saved, us. he saved us because of his kindness, because of his compassion. We'll unpack that a little bit more later, but... Um, how that's expressed in in um, you know God's, God's heart towards people and and God's heart to people who aren't saved, how it's in God's heart to those of us as believers, but also to those who are unsaved. So when the kindness and love of and God of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us not because of righteous things we've done, but because of our, His mercy. Aren't you thankful for the kindness of God? You now it's why we can you know live in freedom. Um, this, this evening, knowing that we're on our way to heaven. Know that we've been saved. Know we we've, we've gone through the the rebirth, as it mentions there in that in that script we just read, and we've been renewed by the Holy Spirit. He's poured it out on us generously. We've been justified by grace, but it's all because of the kindness and the love of God. Amen. So God's kindness to save us is, is an expression of His love. Let's look at another scripture, Ephesians two verse four verses four to ten, very well known passages, but. and it's not from yourselves; it's a gift of God. It's not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, creating Christ Jesus, do good good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So again, so again, we've been saved by His kindness, and it's also He showers us with His grace because of God's amazing kindness towards us. He didn't he didn't have to do it but, it, but it is a reflection of God's heart. He is kind, and He is compassionate, and and He is loving, and all because of all those things. Then we have been saved. Amen. Our sins have been forgiven. We've been washed clean. We've been made, we've been made new. I'm so thankful for that. I'm sure you are too. Praise God. So God's kindness is expressed in his love, and the God's God's kindness is expressed in the fact he saved us. God's kindness is expressed in, in his grace. And God's grace truly is amazing, like the song says, it truly is amazing, amazing grace, but it's an expression of his kindness. Amen. Let's kind of just uh, look at this uh, a little bit more about, about kindness. Um, so as humans, we are made in the image of God. Um, as so if you ever look in the mirror and don't like what you see, um, well, you're made in the image of God, that's all I can say. <laughs> you know, maybe we all need to lose a bit of weight here and there and watch what we eat and do more exercise, maybe, but we are all made in the image of God, and that is that is the truth. Genesis 1 verse 16 to 27. Says, says this uh, right right at the beginning of the bible the beginning of time itself then god said let us make mankind in our image in our likeness so they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over the livestock and the wild animals over all the creatures that move along the ground so god created mankind in his image so we're in the image of god sorry i didn't get to the end of scripture there. in the image of god he created them male and female he created them Amen. So we, male and female, we are created in the image of God. Now, I just want to, there's reasons for saying you may be thinking, what's, what's this got to do with kindness? Okay, so there's some stuff I want to unpack in this. So, what does it mean that humans are created in God's image? Now, what I want to say is, even in non believers, that I, I believe, well, and I've certainly observed this, that humans carry some of God's character. You know, there are people who aren't saved, but they're definitely loving and they're compassionate and and they kind and you know and obviously as a christian god would develop those far more but but some of those traits already exist i'm sure you'd agree with that um so even non-believers humans carry some of god's character and that's because all of us as human beings are created in the image of god so that so some elements of of god's character is, is 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 still there still there to be seen i just want to use one story just to kind of illustrate illustrate that um, I was watching Newsnight, um, Newsnight once on TV and and just, just randomly watching it, just to watch the news and catch up with what's going on um, several years ago. And there was a story there, was a story there, really interesting story, and a, the story of an old man who, who had been driving and he'd driven past a car, I do know if it was on a motorway or a country road, or probably a country road, um had driven past a car and the car was on fire. And, and um, you know, the man got out of the car and he was like, well, what can I do? Here he noticed that there were people in the car, um, so he quick, quickly stopped, quickly stopped his car, thinking, you know, what what can I do here? He's quite an old, he's an old guy himself. I'm um, thinking, what can I do? And he noticed that there that the both the parents sadly had had died um, in the crash, um, and there was a little girl, like seven, eight years old, kind of on the back seat, couldn't get out, was you know was obviously terrified in the situation, didn't know what didn't know what to do, um, or you know what was going on, or what you could possibly do in that situation. Um, yeah, that's just, it was just a very sad situation, but it was a reality that he found himself in. Um, so the parents had passed away and the girl was still alive but in in the back. And, and the man, you know, was like, well, what am I, gonna, what am I going to do here? You know, and I think a lot of human beings would have done the same thing. I'd like to, I'd like to think, you know, he, he thought, He's, and he says this. He expresses he. He was a grandfather himself, and he said he could see. He didn't know the family at all. Know this girl at all, but he could. He could relate to it because he was a grandfather. And he said he saw his own granddaughter, uh, in it, kind of in his mind's eye. If she was in that situation. What would he do? So obviously, there was a massive danger of the car um, exploding at any any moment because it was on fire. Um, but he put his own life in danger. Got into the car rescued the girl um you know and they both um they both were fine him him and the girl but obviously it could have been it was a very serious situation and it could easily have gone you know horribly wrong but i'm sure if we were in the same situation I'd, I'd like to think that we'd all do the same yeah you know, the same the same thing to rescue rescue that girl and to put our lives in danger in order to do that now the reason for saying all that is is off the back of this story It's just interesting because they had a they had a like a, a professor, a scientific professor, and he was a, he was specifically an evolutionary biologist. And he was commenting on the story, and the, the, so the old guy was recounting the story, saying about what he did, and the evolutionary biologist was literally sat next to him. and And this biologist, he had to admit, he had to admit that there was no evolutionary explanation as to why a man who had no connection with this girl whatsoever would risk his life uh, you know risk his life for this girl he had to admit that in an evolutionary sense which obviously we know isn't true because we know we're, we're created by god you know this human beings so we've been created by the image of god we just looked at that um but you know coming from like the world's point of view and or an evolutionary point of view he had to admit he he was baffled by the situation he said because you can't he said that cannot be explained through evolutionary means because evolution would say it's survival of the fittest it's all about me about protecting me and protecting me and my own family you know everyone else well i'm not really worried right about them um, and he had to admit that there was no there was no explanation for it now the reason for i've shared this story as i just should go back to what i was saying about we're all made in the image of god because a man has showed empathy and compassion to someone he had no connection with and these are uniquely human traits it doesn't exist out of the out of Outside of human beings, where where human beings, they have no connection with someone, but can be moved with empathy and moved with compassion, just like this man was towards that girl. saw saw in his mind's eye saw his granddaughter and put his own life at risk in order to save her. You know, it's the same with when, let's say, there's you know something on the news, a sad story, and there's some starving children, let's say in Africa or a a certain part of the world. You know, and you can watch watch that, and you're moved with empathy, aren't you? You move with empathy and compassion um, towards those children. You you don't know them. Um, You haven't met them, probably never ever will meet them, but you're filled with real compassion and empathy. It's very much uniquely uh, a human trait, and I believe it becomes about because as human beings, because even people who aren't Christians would still be affected in that way, it comes about because as humans we're made in the image of God. So so God chose kindness towards a human race, and so humans made in his image all humans have made His image carrying an element of kindness, empathy and compassion, even those who don't know God, as we just looked at. You know, but for those of us as believers, God wants us to grow this in us, in us far more to make us more and more like Jesus. It's, we, we carry that character trait of God anyway, that he is he's kind and compassionate. But God wants us to just really, really grow and develop this in us to be more and more like him. Amen. Now, Jesus so often over and over again, he would show compassion to others. So he would he would express kindness. Matthew is just one example. And it could literally use tons. Matthew 20, verses 29 to 34 says this. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd um, followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside and when they heard that Jesus was going by. I don't know how they knew Jesus was going by, because obviously they couldn't see, because they heard that Jesus was going by, so I, maybe people just told them, I'm not sure. Anyway, when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. That's a lovely response, isn't <laughs> it? When you just want, you know, you just want to see. Anyway, the crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all aloud, all louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them, what do you want me to do for you, he asked. Now, just like all the questions that Jesus asked, it wasn't because he didn't know the answer, he just wanted them to respond, respond in faith, to explain what he wanted them to do. Of course Jesus knew full well what he wanted them what they wanted they wanted to see. So verse 33, Lord the answer, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. So there's there's an element, there's there's just an example, sorry, of just Jesus just showing compassion, showing kindness there's so many different examples there's so many times when Jesus goes off on a mountainside to pray or he just goes off to be you know to be uh, by himself and um or just to be with disciples to do a bit of teaching, and then crowds would literally just gather around and he would just show complete compassion on them you know although there's other things he could have been doing um you know, he he would reach every person. He would heal everyone that wanted to be healed. He touched everyone that wanted to be, you know, touched and changed. He'd save everyone that wanted to, you know, that wanted to save. And Jesus always had compassion, you know, unto all those around him. Even when he was in the middle of doing other stuff, it's just, just an incredible heart um, that, that Jesus had. But this is the same kind of heart that that God wants to grow in us. Amen. Yeah, it's a challenge, right? You know, just look at the way that Jesus was and how often in our world can we become, in our worlds that we live in, can we become so distracted by other things that sometimes we we miss those um, opportunities to be, you know, compassionate and just kind, you know, to those around us. It's it's, it's a real challenge. But, you know, it should be (laughs) because it's it's challenging being a Christian because God wants us to keep changing and to grow more like him. So there's two different things I want to look at um, tonight. There's lots of different aspects of kindness i could have looked at but the first one i want to look at is kindness in marriage i know a lot of you um, watching um, are married and even if you're not married you can still get stuff from this section okay but i want to talk about specifically about kindness in marriage now 1 corinthians 13 verse 4 um, we looked at this chapter and we talked about agape love uh, right back at the beginning fruit of the spirit love is patient and kind it's patient and kind it's not it's not jealous or proud or rude it does not demand its own way it is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong so love is patient and kind so kindness as we've already seen it's a demonstration of god's love but it's also a demonstration of our love towards others our love is patient and kind now for you greek scholars out there maybe you already know this as well um already um the greek word there for kind is not the same one that we looked at earlier okay it's a slightly different greek word but it has a very very similar meaning okay just to clear that up you don't have to email me and tell me <laughs> it's not correct okay it's a slightly different word greek word that's used f kind but has a very very similar meaning um to the one we're looking at so and i wanted to talk about and kind of dig down even more to talk about kind words you know so often it can be it can be easy in in marriage especially if you're stressed especially if you're going through a difficult time um to use words that kind of afterwards that you might regret i'm not talking about, Swearing well, it could be an aspect of it, sadly. You know, but I'm just talking about just just the way that we actually approach each other, the way that we approach um, our spouse. Are we always encouraging each other? Do we ever take things out on each other? I think that's the thing. Is so often it could be the ones that we're we're closest to, you know, that we hurt the most. Kind of. If you had a really really bad day at work, what? How do we unpack that? How does that? How does that outwork? Does that affect our words, you know, towards uh, towards our spouse, our kindness kindness? And this is real challenging stuff right but this is where the rubber hits the road this is very real this is very real stuff right proverbs 16 verse 24 says kind words are like honey they're sweet to the soul and healthy for the body amen so, kind words are like honey Honey's well i like honey i don't know about you but i think honey's great and you know it's um kind words are like honey they're, they're just sweet they're just sweet and and, and they're good and they're and, and they're great um you know, in in our marriage, just be let's make our marriages full of kind. I'm not saying people's marriages all <laughs> full of unkindness, okay. But what I am saying is just let's continue to grow into all that God has for us, all that the Holy Spirit wants us to grow into and to develop this aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, to always be kind, to build each other up. You know, when when you're in conversations with each other, especially if you have having uh kind of conversations about complicated stuff, you know, and the reality is in marriage sometimes you do have to have some you have to talk about some difficult stuff, don't you? It's just a reality of making the relationship, you know, work in a functional, functional way. How? What do those situations look like? What do those conversations look like? Are we always building each other up? Do we ever talk each other down? Do we ever blame the other person for things that we've done ourselves? Because we just don't don't want to take responsibility. Um, you know, men are men are notorious for <laughs> doing that. Um, not saying ladies don't do it either sometimes, but men can be particularly bad at doing that. For blaming somebody else what they, for you know mistakes that they made themselves. But are we building each other up? Are we encouraging each other? Are we speaking life, words of life over each other? Remember, kind words are like, honey, it's an expression of God's heart. Here's a really good um, demonstration of what's going on in your marriage and, and, and a heart between a husband and a wife, is how do you speak of each other when the person isn't there? So what I mean is when you're talking to your friends or talking to your neighbours um, about your spouse, what, what do you say then? How do you talk about them then? Because it often reflects, um, you know, where people are actually at. Do we do we serve each other? Do we put as as husbands and wives? Do we put each other first? You know, I've heard people say, "I've I, this is things I've mentioned before when I've talked about marriage." But it's it's, it's so true. You know, people sometimes say that marriage is fifty fifty. Um, you know, it's about it's kind of fifty fifty partnership. And I know what they mean by that. But I but I would go even further than that. I would say it's an hundred a hundred partnership. It's about each. Each putting in 100% you know, kind of you know effort, and we're wanting it to succeed. It's not just about 50/50. It's about just each each of the spouses laying themselves down, you know, for the benefit of the other spouse. When a husband does that, and when a wife does that, you, that what you will have at the end result is an incredibly strong marriage. Um, of course, it's God that's the strength that keeps it together um, and keeps it uh, keeps it healthy. But when we lay down our lives for each other, that brings so much strength. I'll be serving each other. Are we putting each other first? How do we talk about each other? And how do you talk about each other when you're, when you're at work? How do you talk about your spouse? Are you always saying kind words about them? Are you building them up? Are you encouraging them? Amen? Challenging stuff, right? But this is what God wants to grow in us. This is not for us to be condemned or feel, feel, feel guilty, although obviously if you need to sort some things out with God or you need to sort some things out with your husband or wife, and um, get them sorted out it's not about, about condemning us but this is about this is what God wants to grow in us for us to have compassion for us to have empathy um for kindness just to kind of just literally just ooze out of us you know into our worlds and if, and if you're married we to ooze out into your marriage and you know there are lots of different aspects like that especially in a family dynamic kindness towards children um, in how that we speak you know how we speak to kids you know in our, in our workplaces are, are we kind well, when people look at us you know other people in our workplace especially if they're unsaved you know would they say that we were a kind empath- empathetic and compassionate person you know it'd be an interesting question to ask right but this is what god wants to grow in us amen this is how god wants to make us more and more christ-like more and more like him more and more of the new nature not not our old nature but his but his nature amen amen but i wanted specifically just to focus on marriage on that bit and secondly just as time is coming towards the end I also want to look at kindness to the lost. You know, Jesus was so compassionate because, as we, as I said, there were so many different examples where Jesus had had compassion for the lost. Just his compassion for those who wanted needed healing, you know, compassion for those who just just kind of lost in life, compassion for those who who were unsaved. You know, the, Jesus told the parable, didn't he, about the, the shepherd who leads the ninety nine sheep to reach to reach that to reach that one, and about how much rejoicing there is in heaven over one person that's saved when that when that one sheep is rescued that just reflects god's heart and then there's so much rejoicing over that one person even more rejoicing over that one and over the nice nine because it reflects god's heart a heart of compassion um, a heart of empathy a heart of kindness um you know towards towards others and, and towards the lost so, so it's a for us to grow in kindness towards the lost it's reflection of his heart you know the reality is our world is directionless and without eternal hope you know we know that right now <laughs> if you're watching news news for five minutes you know our world is directionless and and without hope and and certainly without eternal hope as well right that's just just reality of what, what's going on in our world and you know how do we react to that as as believers you know matthew 9 verse 35 to 36 talks about jesus compassion again but i just want to look at one particular aspect of that it says jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So that's, and, and Jesus obviously was the great shepherd, the shepherd, near the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23, the most well-known of all the Psalms. And Jesus, the great shepherd, he he just observed people. They were like sheep without a shepherd. They were just directionless and hopeless. And that's exactly what our world is like, right? This is what our unsaved world is what it's like for the people who don't know god they're just like the sheep without a shepherd they're just harassed helpless don't really know where they're going um don't really have hope in life and and certainly have no idea where they're going you know when when they die when they leave this earth they're like sheep without a shepherd and you know jesus heart towards the lost is just total compassion and empathy and kindness how do we feel you know when it comes to the lost, you know, sometimes people who out in the world they can do kind of all crazy things and live all kind of crazy lifestyles. How do we react to that? All I want to say is that Jesus would have acted, you know, with compassion and and with love and with grace. You know, Jesus was criticised, wasn't he, for hanging around with with prostitutes and and tax collectors. and so religious leaders weren't happy with him at all because of his compassion he had towards them. And he makes that amazing statement: "It's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick." You know, this world, this world's this world is sick. I don't mean sick in a weird way. What I mean is but this 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 world is it is sick. It needs God, doesn't it? It it needs a doctor and, and and Jesus is the doctor and Jesus is the is the great shepherd that they need. Amen. So that's always when it comes to dealing with the loss, you know, when whatever this may be, there may be people who are unsaved in your family. Maybe you've got unsafe spouse, Unsafe people unsafe people at work, unsafe neighbors, people you know out in the community. Let's always act with such kindness and compassion and empathy, even if they're living lives, lives that we totally disagree with and, you know, maybe harming them, or maybe harming others. Let's have to do with such compassion um, towards it's a affection of God's heart, to react with kindness. Excuse the motorbike <laughs> that came across, if um, you could hear that. Anyway, it's a very loud motorbike going past on the road outside. Anyway, but it reflects God's heart to be kind and, and compassionate. Amen. No, god is god is so good so those are those kind of the two main aspects um, i wanted to look at and there are loads of different aspects i could have looked at with kindness but how god wants to grow kindness in us so we're made in the image of god everyone in our world i, I believe has some element of, of kindness in them um maybe there's a few people here and there that don't but the vast majority of human beings um you know have some of the character traits um of god well everyone would have them but some people choose not to Living any of them that's what i mean um because we're all made in the image of god every human being you know so even out in the world you find people who are very compassionate empathetic and kind um but god wants to grow that even more in us For those of us as, as believers our heart needs to reflect god's heart it's not just being about being a good person or, or a nice person it goes far far deeper than that It's because kindness reflects god's heart we looked at the kindness um, in his grace uh, the kindness in His love, the kindness in the fact that He saved us, and and He showered us with that amazing grace. It's by grace you've been saved, not th- uh, through faith, but uh, not of yourselves. We no longer can boast. It's it's a free gift of God. That's because of His His kind heart uh, towards us. Amen. Let's live that out in in our marriage. For those of you who are married, or you're planning to you know be married sometime in the future, then let's bring kindness into our marriages. Make sure our words words are kind when we speak. That we speak well of each other. That we build each other up, that we encourage each other, even when we have difficult conversations that were calm and, and rational and talk about these things um in a godly way. That we're not blaming our spouses for things that we've done, done ourselves, or even it is something they've done, and we're not holding accountable for them forever or always bring it back up. We keep short, short accounts. Amen. And let's be people that carry kindness, kind hearts towards the lost. There's lost in our worlds show showing compassion, empathy, and kindness just like jesus did because that's what will win people over just like jesus did and, and so and so often does won people over by the compassion that you showed us that that's going to change change our world amen it's an expression of the love of god justice just, and his kindness is flowing through us amen amen praise god well time time has gone time has flown by um as it always does at sunday night local um it's been great to have this opportunity just to talk about talk about the fruit of the spirit um, so don't forget next week it's going to be a physical we'll still be streaming live at 8 so you can still watch it in this way or you know, if you're watching it later you can still do it in that way but it's a physical gathering and we can have up to 20 people and we doing just sign up in advance and we'll have some praise and worship and prayer um, and then the word um, at 8 we'll be looking at um, goodness next week um, the next aspect of the fruit of the spirit um, and how God wants to desire to grow that in us in every single aspect um, every single part of our lives that would be, that'd be awesome. Yes, don't forget to get yourself signed up for things coming up. We've got the prayer meetings Monday, 2nd of November um, as well. There will be a link for that um, very, very soon. Stay connected. There's so much going on um, throughout our week. Um, it's Pastor Gene's amazing Bible study um, on Mondays. So I'd really, really recommend that. I'd really recommend Talking Church. Pastor Andy does on Tuesday mornings. And then there's other connect groups that are going on um, going on online. And there's other things as well for, for, for Kids Church as well, different videos. and. And on Sunday afternoons, there's loads of different stuff um you can connect with. So I just encourage you stay connected um, as much as much as possible and during this during this time. Stay connected with each other and of course more than anything, stay connected with God. You know, you know, of course we always need God, you know, but right in all our world's going through right now, we need to stay close to God. We always need to stay close to Him. But right now, you know, when when fear could so easily get into our world or just worry about the future anxiety or stress. Let's just keep our focus completely on God. Let's make sure we're connecting with him and putting him first place in our lives and allow those fruit of the spirit, including kindness, you know, to flow through us. Amen. Have a very blessed week. Myself and Wendy really, really miss you. And, you know, we're praying for you and we'll see you soon.